0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast episode. episode 526. I know we said 526 last week. This actually is 526 and it is a more important podcast because it's the Milwaukee Bucks preview pod. Mitch is next to me in, he, the, in the building. He is in to my left. We are doing this in person, uh, which we did last year, uh, and we'll, we'll keep it rolling. We do it. In person, the NBA
1: preview, Bucks preview pod, we do it in person every year. Yes, tradition. I think unless maybe twenty twenty, yeah, or you know, somewhere in that one of those years, one of those seasons we
0: didn't do, but
1: yeah, it's uh, it's it's the biggest podcast of the year. Yeah, right? I mean,
0: it's it's one of them. I mean, we we always usually get great listenership, which we appreciate, and we're gonna go through sort of the big storylines of of the Bucks season as we head into the year, and then we'll we'll kind of go into the roster know player by player talk about headlines what we're looking for with each of the guys and then talk about the nba as a as a whole uh you know where where we see things going in the eastern conference western conference uh the whole thing and i'm sure a lot of jokes about the other teams and our own team but yeah uh yeah. and make sure you're following us on social tapping the keg on twitter and mitch ross mke on twitter or x whatever you want to call it uh we'll be obviously talking a lot about the bucks i still uh, call it twitter but yeah
1: i feel like that sort of that that line that barrier has been as being break broken i think in general
0: i'm seeing more companies actually put like x in there like like find us on linkedin facebook and x x yeah. so it's like they, everyone's kind of so slowly it, adapting so what is, what is what
1: is what is a tweet then what is X's? A, a, a z i think
0: it's a z a z yeah Z X E E T yeah okay yeah so uh, yeah well it's it's interesting right um but We'll uh, we'll see. It'll be a fun year on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, Bucks Twitter won't lose their mind too much. I do think first loss of the year, people will treat it like the Packers and be like the sky's falling. And it's like guys, we got probably you know 70 or 80 games left. But I do understand that it's a you know a race with the with the Boston Celtics, and I think we can kick it off there. That you know one of the one of the big headlines is just the constant schedule watching with the Celtics. Giannis and Dame obviously bigger and maybe should have started there first, but, and we can just weave it all in together, but it's the arms race that is Boston, Milwaukee, and just everybody going at each other's throats. Like if you thought the Packers and Bears were bad at bickering at each other, just just wait, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. I think a lot of people are just patiently waiting for November 22nd. When the Bucs and Celtics lock horns for the first time. Yeah, we got a solid month of the season before that to,
1: to get to get loose, and yes, very excited for um, the season and Dame and Giannis to make their make their uh, make their presence felt, hopefully early and often, and get things rolling in uh, in in the direction that we hope it it finishes in. Um, and right from the jump, hopefully it's seamless, and we know those two are going to complement each other very very well and um new coaching staff and and everything like that is is exciting as well i expect to see Giannis used in a, in a different form yeah more than more than we have in the past under coach bud with Giannis being the fulcrum and the focal point of everything he won't necessarily have to do that this year with dame in the fold um that doesn't mean he's not going to have an MVP type season potentially, right? I, well, maybe with those two guys, they may
0: sort of cannibalize each other, if you will. Pardon the uh, the, the description, but no, nah, it's fine. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, but the what you're saying is the usage rates for these guys will not be shouldn't be above thirty. If if yeah, if it's going well, the way that we expect it to, the use their usage rates are going to be in the twenties, and that will. Be a sign that the Bucks are, are playing complementary basketball.
1: Yeah, or I would say right around thirty for each of them, maybe, and then that leaves forty percent of of the workload for the rest of them. I mean, Chris is going to get some too, right? Um, and we'll see. I guess the main question right now for the Bucks is who's the uh, who's the fifth starter? Yeah, and it looks like Malik Beasley's getting the um, the first crack at it, and because it was Grayson the last couple of years, and he's out of there, and maybe. Maybe mercifully so. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything against Grayson, but it's you, you got to give some stuff up, and um, it I, you know totally it, it, irrelevant player basically is what I'm getting at. Yeah. No. Now. I mean, if if he whether he's there or not, it doesn't really affect the win loss column. I don't think for the Bucks, and I think Malik Beasley will be able to do most of the things offensively that Grayson Allen can do. And potentially defensively as well. Now, I, I haven't seen enough of him to to have a real good feel for how he is defensively, but it sounded like Adrian Griffin has a big um, big plans for the guy defensively. Um, which again, we'll see. He's not he's not known as a great
0: defender. No, yeah, Norris Dame, and, and right, and that will be a, a huge talking point for the national media. Is what about their perimeter defense? We've already seen it. I think people are just discrediting the fact that the Bucs have Giannis and Brook inside and that they can make up for a lot of, you know, perimeter issues. And I also think the Bucs don't want to play half court offense and defense. I think they want to speed you up. I think they're going to want to be in transition. I think we're going to see a much faster team this year and they're, they're not going to really want you to be comfortable Mm -hmm. and deflections and things like that, where all of a sudden that they're involved. And yeah, we'll have to get the shock smart deflection meter. Going, no, I know. Right. I it's that. deflection city. Like Milwaukee is now the home of deflections um, for both pro and college. And I, yeah, I really think that I'm not worried about Beasley's defense. I, I love the vote of confidence. Sometimes you can unlock things in players right. analytical. Like you just see tape and you're like, all right, how the Lakers or the Timberwolves were using him is not the same way that we think we're going to use him, And we're going to use him in this different alternate fashion. Yeah.
1: And like, you can literally, if, if Dr. Griffin sits him down and says, you, you are going to focus on defense. Maybe he, you know, maybe he will, maybe he, maybe he turns into, you know, a more than serviceable defender because that pretty much is what he's going to be. You know, we're they're just. I guess what I'm getting at is maybe in the past it has been, just come in and shoot and who cares, you know? And now, right. and that was what the coaching staff told him be a his, his role would be. And maybe he can do that still. I'm sure he's not going to lose that ability, but maybe it's different here with, and they're going to say, Adrian Griffin's going to say, Hey, you want to get paid? You want to be a starter in this league? You got to, you got to be a, a defender and you have no better opportunity than this now to be, to focus on being a per- perimeter defender. Now he's not Drew Holiday. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna notice that no question you're, you're right you're gonna feel that loss um on the defensive side of the ball and you know so we'll see what happens with him uh, i
0: i also wonder too from a perimeter defense perspective if the bucks are gonna look different and that side of the the ball on by like february march when andre jackson jr gets his feet wet when maybe Marjon Beauchamp. Gets a little more confidence and they can start using those guys. And when you have a perimeter heavy team, you know, maybe Malik Beasley gets sent to the bench and you bring in, you know, Jackson Jr. or Beauchamp and they're playing more minutes because their defense is needed. And the style of defense that both Beauchamp and Jackson Jr. play is a very aggressive, you know, style, which can get you get in foul trouble that way. But I, I think as the year goes on, I think you're going to see more of that, you know, more of those guys being a part of the rotation and potentially a starting lineup.
1: Well, and you brought up foul trouble, and I, that made me think of how with Coach Bud, it was very focused defensively on defending without fou- fouling. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's different now. Maybe Dr. Griffin is like, we're gonna be. I call him Doctor Griffin. By the way, you'll notice. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I, think, good, I, I think I'm funny with it. That's fine. He is yeah. a doctor, so yeah. No, I. Um, I look.
0: You can. You can do it. It's. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's. I. It's fair. I was okay. gonna ask that question, and I was like, you know what? Just let him cook. Just let you let know? Him, let him cook. like it's the Woody. The Woody meme. You know, just let him cook. So maybe under Doctor Griffin, it'll be, uh, just be
1: aggressive. You know, and we'll and we'll we'll figure it out. Um, you know. It, you know, Giannis has done a very good job. That used to be a big problem of voice oh, yeah. back in the day was foul trouble. Right. He's done a very good job of of staying and, and he's gonna have to probably take a different defensive role this year. Um than I you know, he played the last few years as kind of the rover type, um with, with Brooke as kind of the, the, the pillar in the middle. And you know, I would think Giannis is gonna have to be a little more perimeter oriented. And he did talk about that I think in one of his press conferences about how he kind of wasn't really allowed to. Um, And I know what you're going to say is that there's been guys coming out. Listen, I'm taking some some veiled shots at Coach
0: Brown. I'm so glad you went here. I talked a little bit about it on uh, Friday's solo show. But, like, that was where I was going to transition before we talked about just the roster in general. And – the sort of things that have been leaking out, said without said. Jay Crowder did sort of flame Bud. I well, think he had no problem. I, yeah,
1: I don't think him and, him and Bud saw eye to eye, clearly. No. Um, I don't really blame him. I personally would not have brought Jay Crowder back. I think he's pretty close to done. I'm not saying he can't find something sure. uh, with, with uh, a different coaching staff, a different vibe with the team. Um, But it's clear that he did not get along with Coach Bud, and I thought – he probably should have played a little bit against Jimmy Butler in, in the playoffs last year when when Drew was getting cooked and just to give him a different look. Right. And I'm guessing Jay probably thought he could do that and he wasn't afforded the opportunity and it's <laughs> pretty obvious that he that he resents that and right. uh and which I appreciate.
0: And it motivated him. I I think he knows like hey, this is probably a last last hurrah, right? Like, yeah, I mean he's getting up there in age. He
1: didn't he didn't get the contract I think he thought he might get. Right. And he came back to Milwaukee on a on a minimum, which is, you know, admirable. I mean, I think that he probably he probably had some offers somewhere else, but he thought Um might as well come back to Milwaukee and, and play with Giannis and then he obviously we get Dame Lillard and uh and would, now things really take
0: off. Right. And, and it, it does seem like there is a culture shift and that it was it was maybe needed, and it was maybe time that 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 things had sort of gone stale, and and that Bud's messaging was not getting across to these guys, and there was a you know a bit. I wouldn't even say it was friction, but it was just there wasn't this like warrior mentality. And I think Giannis talking about I need the the organization to want to win championships. I think this is kind of a a, a correlation, and maybe where some of that frustration laid for Giannis is like. He felt like Bud wasn't on the same page. It's clear that Bud did not want PJ Tucker back. You know, PJ Tucker infamously told Bud to shut the fuck up <laughs> in one of the, the closing games of the Brooklyn series. So, like, it's clear that Mike Booneholzer was his way or the highway. Yeah. I and mean, yeah,
1: it's, that's, it's interesting. I mean, we had five years with Bud, I believe it was. And, you know, I got to think that with Adrian Griffin, who had coached under Nick Nurse for five years, right, approximately. I gotta think that adjustments are gonna be a little more prevalent, and and a willingness to try different things, and and aside from things being different in general, um, and we'll see exactly what those are as the preseason and the season get started. Um, but yeah, it's clear that I would assume that some of the offensive sets and some of the some of the defensive um, principles are gonna be different, and I'm very excited for. For, for what that could be.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I think that, you know, it, we might not see this team in full, like, both sides of the ball, understanding each other for the first month. And I, I'm kind of glad that we don't play the Celtics until November 22nd, yeah. because it gives us a full month to kind of get our shit together. It's a huge temple in the year where it's like, all right, that needs to be a buttoned-up game. That game needs to matter the whole kit and caboodle Mm -hmm. and I think at least the bucks will have a a good basis of what they are yeah maybe the defense is lacking maybe the offense is lacking I don't I think I worry I'll ask you this question but I think I worry more about the defense at least at the jump than I do offensively because I just I think that with the guys they have it's not going to be hard for them to score points I I just wonder with a new style of defense that's just an adjustment from everybody. Even though Giannis and Brooke are great defenders, Chris once upon a time was a good defender. I don't know where he is at this point. I think that this is a big year for that and to understand it, but you know, I don't well, know what you and,
1: think. And Chris is not, I don't know what's going on there with the injury. I talked about it on our, on our last podcast. That It seems like there's some, well, there's some, you know, there was a back and forth between Eric name and Adrian Griffin. That was interesting. Because name was kind of pushing him on, why is Chris not not practicing with the team? And obviously didn't get an answer. I suppose he doesn't have to tell us anything. No. Nope. And um, it'd be nice to know, but God forbid, Chris is actually 100% ready to go for the season. Um, I know he had some work done in the off-season too, so it's in terms of surgery. Yeah, I
0: I think I I think you should expect Chris to be ready to go and he should be in the, you know, in the throws. I think because now you have Dame Lillard, it's not as much of a concern um, as it was if this was Drew, Chris and Giannis and we were heading into another year of that combination and you're like, well, Chris still isn't healthy. And yeah, Drew did well regular season wise. I think we would have been okay. We wouldn't have worried about it as much because Drew was so good last regular season. He was really that number two guy uh, for a lot of that year. Well, and Chris it, missed like 50 games, right? Exactly, and he, he picked up the slack, and I you know you have to give him credit. Um, it's just been the playoff failures have been omnipresent. And yeah, you can't you can't run from those. Yeah,
1: I mean, and Celtics fans are are, are kind of, I know we never really kind of got into that in, in rivalry or Twitter bickering. And I know, no, we kind I opened the show with that. Nah, That's all right. It, it's it, it's true that that he just was. Uh, it's true that Drew was uh, a playoff disappointment more often than not i know even the year we won the championship oh, yeah offensively he wasn't good he had some iconic defensive plays and was obviously fabulous on that end which you can't take away from him but um that's not going to be an issue for the bucks anymore and i celtics fans their defense is well he's their fourth option it's like okay i mean that's fine you know uh if for them he's not marcus smart he, but he, he does. He, he's not going to take dumb shots. Ah, uh,
0: but he had those moments where he'd be like, "Hey, it's Drew Holiday time." I mean, there he would just have the random like, yeah. "Hey, let me jack this three. That's everybody. Like, but oh uh, yeah, it is. But even if you're, but if you're the fourth option, you shouldn't be doing that. Like that shouldn't be that. You know, Beasley's doing that for the Bucks. Right. Who's it, the fifth that's, option. that's what
1: I'm saying is we'll see because he will be the fourth option. He was he was probably the second option here. Right. So yeah. which you know. I don't know how great that is, but again with Chris Middleton's health and and his own inconsistencies sometimes, you never really knew who was kind of that, that second option in the backing right. order. And yeah. For the Bucks, that's not gonna be an issue. And there may be a time on first take where some they lose opening night and you know, Damon Giannis maybe I just I can't see a scenario where they're fighting over the ball. I mean they're they're just they're two different they're two different types of players. And I think that Giannis is is coachable enough and unselfish enough that it's not going to matter. I mean, I don't think he's here to – I don't think Giannis wants 35% usage yeah. or 40% usage like he had last year because yeah. he had to do it out of necessity with injuries. And Coach Bud, you know, started being like that. I really look forward to seeing what Giannis is is going to be like this year.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it'll be – in a weird way, it'll be fun to see the Bucks in clutch situations early on because it's like, okay – what are we doing from an ATO perspective? You know, is Griffin yeah. running? He's not going to run the fucking corner play every time. <laughs> Although, the corner play with Damian Lillard actually is a little... I feel a little bit better about true. The, if, the, cor- the corner play with Damian Lillard. That is
1: true if you can get enough space
0: for him. <laughs> right. I mean... Yeah. yeah. And he's a lot shorter than uh, than Chris Middleton, who would be usually the king of the corner play. Who's
1: going to run the Tony Snell play now that Grace Allen's gone?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, <laughs> <It's>, Tony Snell <Snow laughs>
1: carried the... T- carried the torch originally and, and that was a bud thing right yeah
0: yeah and if
1: tony snow was even here, i can't remember
0: and uh, I, I, I but i do think that there will be actually plays you know within the game but in the cl- those clutch moments it's like is it gonna just be pick and roll are they gonna just tear him apart and basically make teams choose like okay are you gonna guard dame get well, that's out on a novel dame? idea
1: isn't it i mean right. honestly if bud was the coach i'd be a little concerned that they wouldn't do that right um but that is an unstoppable pick and roll um, again, for all the reasons we've kind of discussed, it's a, an elite perimeter player that the Bucks have never had Yeah. with the most dominant inside player. I mean, I don't know how it gets any better than that. So I would think that, yes, in the stretch of games. And then you could also run an inverted pick and roll there too. Yeah. Because Giannis is more, you know, people are creaming themselves over Victor Wenbanyana, Wenbanyama. Wenbanyama. But Giannis has been doing that for 10 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Victor the Victor this stuff... Is, this is nothing new to Milwaukee fans. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I, yawning
0: during those highlights. I joked with my guy Steve on Twitter yesterday when he's like... Uh, Steve said something like, oh, can't wait till first take gets out... Or he said something about Giannis and Wambanyama and, like, how Giannis is going to go too hard on him because... I think there's a famous tweet back in like the summer with the first time Wembenyama feels Giannis is going to be like a shotgun shot to the chest. (laughs) And Well, I sure sure hope so because I I really don't need Giannis getting dunked on by him. I'm willing to bet. He probably will. He he doesn't mind getting dunked on. He's talked about it. But I think there will be a first take segment. I will predict this on the record. Either Wembenyama or Chet, probably Wembenyama. They'll be like, did Giannis go too hard on him? Because we are a soft society and Giannis will just put him through the fucking basket and we'll be like, oh, did he go too soft on, on Wem? or did he go too hard on Wemby? And I'll just, I'll, I will, it's just, that feels, that
1: feels more like an NBA today segment to me. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> where, you know, the back half of the hour. Right. They're, they're, they're trying to get some bullshit topics right.
0: out. Yeah. Zach Lowe, uh, just wondering, you know, where he's like, oh yeah, it's just, he went too hard at him. He was too aggressive. Uh, but yeah, it it should be a really fun season. Starting out with the Sixers is, I honestly, uh you're at home too, which I the, I can't remember the last time the Bucks started a season actually at home. um Two years and, ago when they won the championship. Oh, the you're championship, right. You're right. They played Brooklyn. Yeah, that's that's right. And I, I think though the we were I, in Philly last year. So yeah, year. in Philly last year, and I think just the fact that. Philly's a complete clusterfuck. Number one, and then number two, it's just yeah, the energy of that crowd's going to be off the off the Richter scale. And it's been a rough October in Wisconsin sports with you know the Brewers struggles, the Packers struggles so far. So to have that as like this big temple event. I think everybody's going to be jazzed up for it. Yeah, right? mean, it,
1: it it should be. Um, you're right. The Sixers. So, they, James Harden is
0: there. Yeah, he's there. He's practicing. He's there.
1: He's practicing, but he's talking shit about the GM.
0: Right. He's uh, talked about it as a marriage, a failed marriage and, and, and everything th- th- else. The funny thing about Harden is I think he
1: wants a fucking Purple Heart for taking a pay cut. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then he – so now he's upset with Daryl Morey. And guess what? He, he Okay, he took a pay cut, but I guarantee they circumvented the salary cap with, with some side
0: oh, money. Well, Michael Rubin probably paid him under the table. I don't know if you heard Michael Rubin – there was a Pap Everly, Pap Everly's podcast, and he had Michael Rubin on. And he, Michael Rubin was just such a cocksucker to to James Harden. I'll probably <laughs> never get a job with Fanatics now. Um, but, like, it was just so, like, God, I, I just couldn't believe the, what is it, the glazing? That's what the kids say on, on Twitter? <laughs> like, I just could not believe it uh, with James Harden because it was it just, I, I've watched this guy quit on two teams, like, Three. He's three yeah I mean, like he's, he's he's passive quitting he's right a now. general generational quitter like he that's just what he is like you can't there's nothing like it really in sports other than he's a diva wide receiver but almost worse yeah like well, he's terrell owens but like yeah with a beard and fatter yeah
1: that and you know it's also one player so important in basketball so yeah. i mean it, it's it's kind of on steroids um yeah I and mean, i think hardens finding out that uh, his market wasn't what he might have thought it was, or his no. circles were telling him, telling him it might be, and he basically has is fucked and has had to come back to Philly, come crawling back, right, out of necessity, and not get fined, and, and not get fined. Yes, that's probably <laughs> the main reason. Yeah, you got to protect uh, that money. You got you got to protect that bag, and he he's probably thinking he might get moved still, or you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, we... and, and maybe he will if, if he comes out and performs,
0: but like. I don't know who wants him. I don't I doubt that Harden will get I'd be very surprised if it's the October twenty sixth and Harden's not on that not on that Sixers team. Like that would be really surprising yeah. to me. I think it if you said Christmas, I could see Christmas. Yeah. Um, I I just can't see Philly making a move right before the season or a team, you know, shaking up their roster right before the season unless they really feel like there is a glaring weakness and they just need to do something to kind of shake shake it up. The only, and, I, and I
1: can't even and see And the this. thing is, like, James Harden, I was going to say, man, we could have to scrap the podcast. But really, at the end of the day, he's not really a needle mover regardless. Because um, I think the Clippers are about the only yeah. halfway logical you know team that may want him. Although I don't know why.
0: I, I thought about New Orleans. Cause you, just could because... you imagine Russell
1: Westbrook, no. James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard? I mean, they're no. all... There's a, I mean, there's, they're all four, birds, four ball they, down they're the all players. birds
0: of a similar feather. Like yeah. they're all just, they kind of remind you of, of each other. And, and that's, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it would work. So we'll have to see. Can't wait. I will also say last, last thing before we go into the roster stuff and go blow by blow here. I think it's very interesting that Pat Beverly, Kevin Garnett, two guys who have played a lot of basketball, mm-hmm think that Giannis and Dame are pretty much going to be unstoppable. And that some of the non-basketball people, and I usually hate that when it's like, I play the game, I I know more than you, because I I think it's demeaning to people who do this for a living. But the fact that they are talking in such high platitudes for these guys just is a stark difference from what the media is saying, just tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: that's a great sort of... um... I don't know. Landscape the last couple of weeks with the the way the bucks have been covered since they got Dame. It's and I don't know. It, it maybe we are biased. We probably are, but it sure seems like once we traded Drew, it immediately became you know cuz okay, to set the scene, Damian Lillard was was supposed to go to Miami. Right. He was supposed to, he was that that's where the that's where everybody thought he was going. That what's apparently made sense and um you know a glamour market not a huge market but you know obviously we're have been in the finals and are a good organization and everybody thought he was just going to go there and they were going to take off and then everybody would have had the heat as the number one seed in the east but that didn't happen the bucks get him and it almost seems as if they're like the bucks are now a flawed team and and oh drew holiday a huge loss I mean, yes, you'd like to pair Drew Holiday with Damon Lillard, of course, and have Drew be off the ball. That'd be perfect. But, they, you know, the Bucks were the one team that was willing to give up a huge asset in return. Yep. And Portland was able to, to flip him and, and um, get even more assets. And, the, and the, the complete deal of the Lillard return is starting and It might technically not even be done yet with Robert Williams and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, and then, of course, when Drew Holiday, then he goes to Boston – and now Drew Holiday's a Hall of Famer, and when well, look nobody said G- a fucking word the, about. Look, Drew look Holiday. at the GM
0: ranks, right? Like Drew Holiday suddenly the best perimeter defender, and last year was Marcus Smart. Like there's so there's such a Boston just bias. You can't mm-hmm. ignore that there is a Boston bias within the NBA media. Which look, it's okay that there is like of course there would be people coming from Boston and wanting to write about the NBA because of how illustrious the Celtics have been. They grew up with basketball, mm-hmm. of course. It's just like how there are so many Packer pods and there are so many you know, people who want to talk about the Packers yep. and it, how there are always basketball players from Indiana and football players from Florida like and Texas. Like It's just part of the culture. So like I get it, but it, you gotta at least acknowledge it that when the Celtics are good, the bias really starts showing up because at the end of the day, they're they still want to cheer for their team a little bit. Yeah, and so the Bucks have been covered as if like we
1: have Giannis or Dame and like nobody yeah. else, and not both of them, two top seventy-five players, and it just feels like if it was any other market. Um, oh god! The coverage would be would
0: be different. Oh, I mean, outside be, of like Indiana or Utah or something like that. Let me ask you: so if, if they were if they were in a big market, no like, offense, like, cities, yeah, no, we, we, we have listeners everywhere. You never know. That's right. Um, if they were in New York, mm. would they be compared to the 2017 Warriors? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, right percent, right? If I'm either
1: if either one of those, oh, we got reserves coming. Yeah, yeah. Miller Light. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if either one of those players, Dame or Giannis, were, went to New York, I mean, right. I I used to think about that even with Giannis as he was coming up and not hadn't won the MVP yet, but it was like, mm-hmm. could you imagine if this dude was in New York? Right. Like like when like the way Porzingis was treated like he was fucking. I mean, Derek Jeter. And he now for, he's for treated while. now he's
0: also being treated like that again. Yeah, he and is. It's he like, is. You're right. It's like right. We he, there's no sign this guy can stay healthy. Like mm-hmm. at, at some point. The red, the red square with the white plus is going to appear under Porzingis's name. It just, right. it happens. It's, it is inevitable. Right, and so. if he stays healthy, that's dumb Boston luck, and we've dealt with a lot of that as Bucks fans. Well, but, and,
1: and something's going on with Al Horford and, and all that, so um, we need an investigation on.
0: on oh yeah, on the, yeah We've said on the, for on a, the treatment for, and the uh, for a long time, Al Horford needs to pee in a cop, and he does. Yeah, so,
1: so. well, I mean, maybe Boston has a great training staff.
0: Bucks do too. We, we know I the mean, Bucks do
1: too. So I, I'm, I am optimistic about the health of our players as well.
0: Absolutely, and let's we except can, for Chris. <laughs> we can run through the roster a little bit, just kind of talk. I mean, we've kind of done a little bit of it, but I think onto the combo. It's just, hey, is there another? Is there another MVP season on deck? How is he going to adjust to it? I don't think there's going to be rumors about him leaving the box maybe there will be but I I highly doubt that that's going to be a huge talking point this year I hope it isn't well he did
1: say he was gonna sign it next year right so yeah hopefully everybody- I don't know that that's what the media says that they just he kind of answered it honestly right. um now they'll never actually take it for no because it doesn't fit the narrative oh no absolutely but, not um that probably helped temporarily.
0: Right. And, and I I think that Ansu Kumbo is going to enjoy this part of his life as, as an NBA player. Because this is a different, different style. Mm-hmm. He's playing with a guy that he's never played with at that level. And I think he's going to have a good time. I actually think I, he takes himself very seriously. I'm not going to say he's going to take the foot off the gas pedal. But I think it's going to actually allow him to enjoy basketball almost a little bit more. Because... He doesn't feel like he's carrying the weight of the world where, you know, you you maybe you can't watch the first half of a Bucks game because you got some something going on and you check the box score. And it's like Giannis is the only one in double figures. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's going to happen as often this year. Yeah, it shouldn't. I mean,
1: Dame is going to have his fair share. Uh, he's going to have hopefully some plenty of open looks from three and – yeah, I mean you're right. There's, I do, I like that take. I mean, there's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of freeness for Giannis, if you will, freedom maybe mm-hmm. is the yeah. word, um, in in his game, I think. And again, him bringing the ball up all the time is not good. I don't think. Yeah. And you've seen it in the playoffs oh, a few a, times. Yeah. And you know, and it becomes out of necessity at a certain point because the other guys are struggling or inconsistent and um, Giannis kind of has to do it all and coach Bud was never going to do anything different so um, he kind of had to and, and again with Dame he's not going to bring the ball up hardly at all yeah I would like to see it maybe once in a while I'm fine with that um, but to have it be three quarters of the time is is not good right and it's
0: going to probably go down to I don't know,
1: handful of times a game hopefully. yeah
0: and now you also have campaign and we'll talk about the bench later but you at least have now yeah. a back you have an actual backup point guard yes. not javon carter just doing pull-up threes all the time you know and right. not to say campaign um, can't have a pull-up three in, in his arsenal well, campaign's put... gonna drive you nuts oh i know no, no yeah, question
1: yeah. i mean that's what i was gonna <laughs> say is there's a lot of stock in campaign i i would caution people a little bit <laughs> I, I would um, I would agree with that.
0: I I would say that you'd want his
1: shot form is going to drive you nuts, and his and his decision shot, making. Decision, yeah, his his, uh, his decision making is gonna is gonna probably kill you eventually. I, um. So, I do wonder. You know, if but he but he is a legit backup point guard. I would right. say at this point, and Javon is, was probably more of a third stringer.
0: Right, and I think with campaign two, it's like he at least will, he'll at least know his role a little bit. And I do think like having Dame Lillard there helps because I think if you think about who the Suns guards were, there's no one that really compares to Dame Lillard. It was Chris Paul. Well, I guess it was Chris kind Paul. Kind of a older But Chris it's Paul. like, it's like, but are you, would camp, I guess does Chris Paul get through to campaign more than Dame Lillard? I feel like Dame Lillard has like this aura about him. He's been a leader of men. I think Chris Paul is a leader of men, but I also think he tries too hard. And yeah, I, he's kind of an I, asshole. I want, yeah, and I, I think people tune him out. And, and so I don't think people tune Dame Willard out, at least for my limited knowledge of him. And, you know, to transition to Dame, like, I, I think it's just, it's how does it fit? Like, does the city, I think the city already has embraced him, but. You know they'll put their arms around him early on, and that first game, game where he's has nine threes and the Bucks win, and he's had forty points. I think everybody's just gonna lose their shit, and it's gonna be like this buy-in immediately whenever it does happen, and it'll happen. It will happen early.
1: Yeah, and people, I I think, I don't know if if people maybe realize how good he is. That's yeah, very Um, true. Just because he's played in Portland on some on some. Mediocre to, to bad teams, especially the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he's had some weird seasons up there. Um, but great passer. Um, had an amazing shooting year last year. Hopefully that continues. And even like a bad year for him, I think it would be better than anything we've seen. <laughs> right. And and I think his impact would be better than anything we've seen from the perimeter. I just think that, yes, he's going to free up Giannis so much and put so much pressure on opposing defenses that it's going to be, I don't know, I I don't know who. I maybe Boston has enough to to, to the cover the court, but um, we'll see. Did
0: you see the stat that I, I forget who posted it? So I apologize. That Banyama probably can no, cover, no cover up both of them. No, no, no. Uh, that Dame and Malik Beasley have like two of the highest like tough shot percentages in the league, like of like hands in your face, mm. like stuff like that, like twenty nine percent, twenty four percent. Chris Middleton's a tough shot express, and, but. Drew Holiday is, like, at 6%. And, like, Grayson Allen, I think, is also super low in that category. And it's, like, very interesting that that could be And don't don't think that John Horst has access to that (laughs) that, data. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's out on Twitter, John Horst has it. He's using it. He is leveraging it. Like, it's, it's all there. So, yeah, I... I really think that there is a a lot to like about dame lillard chris middleton we talked a lot about him already is there anything else with chris like just the injuries like is there any i think chris is gonna relish this role though as quickly as possible i mean
1: i think he's gonna
0: yeah relish the role i
1: think being the clear kind of third option is hand and glove fit i would say just don't don't try to force him to be a two guard yeah at all i'd agree Uh, with that i think we'll be will be okay so all you people who think jay crowder should start can fuck off no yeah because that's, no, that's middleton not middleton at this point with the injuries and and he's getting up there he's a three and that's fine i mean he's six seven he's he's he should be a three he's it,
0: always been a three it wouldn't surprise me too if chris middleton still hits some big shots for the bucks late in games sure. because everybody's so focused on damon Giannis. and all of a sudden, and no there's chris middleton in the corner for three right wins the game and, and you're like, like
1: chris does has a very leaky handle and it's going to be great having Dame and not having to worry about Chris having the ball as much in late in games. Right. And, and turning the ball over. And Drew was ho- horrible at, at oh. having the ball late in yeah, games. Yeah, that Golden State game. So, I mean, yeah, oh I mean, there's God. countless examples. Yeah, I know. The Golden State one. I did kind out. of forget about that game. You and I watched that game together. We caught the end at a,
0: at a pub. <laughs> yeah, we were. In the downtown not area. Not sober that night.
1: And uh, I was pretty pretty pissed off after that one
0: yeah and uh, well the other thing too with that speak of the handle is like in late game situations again Middleton being the third option you can say to Middleton hey go on the block like just go post up post up yeah, especially right. if you get a small guy post up and then it's a quick turnaround and then yeah again quick would, shot easy shot and that's that might be there all day I would love to see the numbers on his
1: post-up percentages oh it's yeah it I feel like it's really pre- good I feel like it's well Chris I feel like it's probably a little lower than it should be oh you're I saying mean, like how many times he's posted yeah, up first oh like, i'm sorry many, i thought you meant like how many times like, like yeah, know, you I meant shooting you. percentage I, yeah yeah yeah. i yeah. meant just like how many times do they utilize him on on the block yeah uh, because i don't know that's kind of his strength is kind of that mid-range pardon me that mid-range game and he's generally gonna have a little bit of a height advantage on on his defender mm-hmm. yeah so yeah he's that's something, what, to, six, something to possibly he's six eight using. six nine Chris, yeah, I think he's listed at 6'7 or
0: 6'8. Oh, okay, yeah, nah, 6'9 is too generous for him. Yeah, Last definitely. guy, our, your guy, Brooke Lopez. Everyone wondered, you know, what Brook's role is going to be. He comes back to the box. I, yeah, I
1: mean, I, I mean, in the preseason footage I've seen and games I've watched, I mean, he looks pretty much normal. Yeah, he, he's and, gonna he's gonna bomb away from three and just protect the paint. Yeah,
0: oh, absolutely, and and it's he's gonna just keep doing Brook Lopez things, and I, I think it's he's just been a, st- a steady constant for the Bucs, and a guy you can rely on. Sometimes you do have those Brook Lopez games where he all, he has 20 and 10, and it's a great contributor. Um, Again, another guy where he will probably be forgotten by defenses, and then it's, okay, oh, there's Brook Lopez. And yeah. Brook Lopez then all of a sudden has 10 easy buckets. I think there could be a very intriguing pick-and-roll game with him and Dame, too. Like, remember, Brook... Sure. Brooke had some nice pick-and-roll moments with Drew Holiday. He had some nice moments with Joe Ingles last year. Like, I, I think you, you'll you – don't discount the fact that you could also use Brooke as as the roller in a, in a pick-and-roll set. For sure. Pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop. Yeah. It's going to be – Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whether it's
1: Chris and Giannis, Dame and Giannis, Chris and Brooke, right. Dame and Brooke. Dude, all day. I mean, it's, it's going to be – It's going to be an embarrassment of riches, I think, on the the offensive end.
0: Do you have any other Malik Beasley thoughts? Nah, he is what he is. The only other Malik Beasley thought I have is not related to basketball. It's more is, will he increase the thought game in the city of Milwaukee just by his presence? You know, Malik Beasley Uh, dated Larissa Pippen. So was Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dated Larissa Pippen. Was teammates with her son while he was dating her, which is quite the mind bender. So I, I don't know. I mean, he just—he seems to be out there. He seems I to be. He also has a domestic abuse ac- accusation. Uh, or, yeah, that, that or was or there. Something out there. So, yeah, yeah, that was uh, there too. I'm just not going to touch that one. Okay. okay, all right, we'll move on. Uh, by Portis, sick. I couldn't believe that By Portis. I was looking at 14 to one to win six man of the year it was crazy to me. <laughs> I was no, like, that was love. no tie. I, I, I why? Well, he almost he almost won it last year. I yeah, think. I don't know. Do you do you think Bobby? The the Bobby had an interesting year last year because I think a lot of people, mostly me, I will I will own it, and I wasn't alone. Kind of turned on Bobby. Kind of was like you know, it doesn't seem like he's really trying defensively. It seems like he's just kind of after no. Bobby Portis. I mean he he's not a great defender. I mean I don't know I don't know what you want me to say. There's, no, I,
1: I'm not asking. I'm there's just a, there's I'm, a lot of uh, kind of. Visible frustration
0: after he allows a basket, but he doesn't seem to do much about it right. at
1: the end of the day. so
0: exactly. Um, and and it'll be interesting to see if Griffin's system, I'm almost starting to call him Doc Griffin myself, if he's going to, if he's going to, like, if that's going to help him. That's going to change anything about him defensively. Again, how is Bobby used in, the, in Griffin's rotations will be very, I mean, all these bench guys, it'll be very interesting to see, are they going to keep with, the Mike Boonholzer system of thirty to thirty-five minutes a game, or is it gonna be more like Nick Nurse and it's thirty-five to forty a game and we're seeing less of Bobby, Jay, Pat campaign, and it's it's a little different.
1: Yeah, I mean Bobby as your backup center is not not the worst thing. Um again defensively, you have Robin Lopez too. You do have him um, I don't know how much he'll play Maybe, right. but again, it is the NBA. There's load management
0: and shit like that. But if you bring in Robin Lopez against guys like a Web Minyama or a Chet Holmgren, you're just kind of saying, hey, rough them up. Like, yeah, r- totally. especially some of the teams that are a little smaller and you bring in Lopez as almost an enforcer to say, all right. And, and kind of the same with Bobby, too. I wonder if Bobby will be a little more unleashed because, we you know, we talked about the Budenholzer comments, the country club comments, and how everything's more of a competition. If we'll see maybe a more aggressive Bobby uh, a Bobby that gets a couple more technicals I don't I say that I don't care now and then he'll have a bad technical in like fourth quarter and I'll be like well, well you know what the fuck are we doing here like we gotta we gotta rein it in I don't know but he's yeah. also older more mature and that's knows. that's kind of his gig too I mean right. his getting being
1: a shithead that's fine I oh mean, yeah we didn't have one like that until he arrived basically yep. so
0: um, that's cool with me yep. I
1: mean but yes there will probably be a bad one or two oh okay. yeah
0: and so Jay Crowder, we have kind of talked on the Jay Assance. We don't really, you don't really believe that there's a Jay Assance, uh possible here. I'd
1: love to be wrong, but I don't know. Um, uh, I there are probably I, worse players you could have coming off the bench, for right. Sure, and it's probably a good problem to have. But. I,
0: I think with you know the the quote unquote perimeter defense, the wing defense, really the the focus for the box will be just throwing guys at, just continuing to rotate guys in and who's ever hot that day, like roll with that guy and, and do that. And I think Jay Crowder can have those moments. I'm not going to rely a ton on Jay Crowder, um, but I, I do think that Jay has a solid spot in the rotation. And I, I again believe that he feels like this is his last chance and it's either this or Taiwan. And yeah. it's like, it's like, you gotta like, if you want to keep playing in this league, like you kind of had to change He said he got in great shape. Like we'll just see if it all, it all pays off. And you know the there is a redemption arc that you know i think name and and crowder are trying to sell a little bit or crowder sold it to name you get my point but so we'll see if it, it actually happens any pat content thoughts than usually just being the mayor of milwaukee um i just i
1: expect his role to be about the same as well as as what it's what it's been occasional spot start and um just a sk- consistent shooter off the bench
0: do you think Pat closes with, or do you think it's Beasley? That's your close. Uh, it's, your... it's
1: it's possible. That remains to be seen, but um, it is possible. I think we'll see what you know what what happens with Malik Beasley. But yeah. it's that has crossed my mind. That's yeah. something that is a, certainly a strong possibility that Pat ends up being closing games and because yeah. Pat's hit some of the biggest shots in Bucks history. Right, people forget,
0: and he's not. He's not. He's not shy at a big moment. No, and he can close games. No, absolutely not. Uh, who is more likely to make a bigger impact this year, Marjon Bochamp or Andre Jackson Jr.?
1: Wow, that's probably your second biggest question of the year, besides besides who's the fifth starter. Um, man, it could be Andre Jackson, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like putting a ton of stock in young players. You know that about me. I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah jackson Trio. if
0: anyone listens to your jackson trio takes like that's that's i don't think they're the bad
1: ta- i don't think they're bad takes it's, uh, just, it's just the fact that not, yeah. i need i need to see i need to see a decent sample at the highest level you need before to, i can really yeah, you need you before need, i can really start start slurping yeah back. you
0: need to see the tits in your face i get it like yeah, i, I mean, understand it's it. gotta be it's I'm, gotta be there for me i understand that so <laughs> I get it.
1: yes exactly it's it's gotta be before I can make an assessment, I, I I can't I can't go off of college. You, I can't go off of A. You
0: need proof before you're gonna fund the weekend. I get it.
1: Yeah. So, um, but from what we've seen in preseason, and you know, he's 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 um, a guy that needed NBA spacing, I think, and and potentially NBA defensive pr- principles. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think in college you can be a little more physical on defense. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But again, maybe that's. Maybe a few extra fouls here and there is not the end of the world. No, him
0: him side. roughing up Jason Tatum and picking up four fouls, I'm not really gonna no. not really gonna hate that, right? Like just beating the shit out of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, yeah. is not necessarily a, a quote unquote bad thing. I think with I agree with you. I am biased because I watched him at UConn. I I love Big East guys. Sure. I just because I, I watch them all the time. So I do think coming from a championship winning team is a big thing. Like you can say that's a meatball sports fan take, but look at Denver. They get Christian Braun. Braun He has a great year, productive year. They let him kind of grow into his role. You know, it wasn't perfect. That's that's a dream scenario. And he, right, exactly. And Andre Jackson Jr. was not drafted high because he offensively, he doesn't have much, right? Like it's just not there from an offensive angle. But at the same time, he can make some, make a lot of impact plays and be, hey, four assists, four rebounds, four blocks, two steals. And like, I, you don't need him to score at that point, right? Like you just don't need, you you have enough scorers, you should have enough scorers where you don't need 10 points from Andre Jackson. Yeah, right, you, right. You, you won't, that
1: won't be his, his cup of tea to start his career, no question. And you just kind of have to hope that he has a Draymond Green type of uh, effect. Right and and that's kind of the player he is. He's a smaller Draymond Green. I think people are kind of expecting that out of him, which is which is a little unfair at this point, but um because Draymond is a say what you want about him. He's a winner and he's a right. successful basketball player and um at a time could actually fall in, you know, run into a three occasionally. Now he can't hit the water to fill out of a boat. So hopefully it's the opposite for Andre Jackson where he just continues to get better at shooting and becomes a serviceable and potentially a fifth starter
0: yeah and I, I think with Bochamp it's just uh, there is clearly like he can't string together the consistency just isn't there yet and
1: I think I mean like even within games right yeah
0: just, yeah exactly like it and I think but I think we can be patient with Bochamp I don't think we need Bochamp to be awesome right uh I think if had they not made the deal for dame I think there would be a lot more pressure on Bochamp to do something this year. Yeah. Um, and I think now it's not as much of a concern. I think it, there's a little little less there and it's okay. And and I, I think there are gonna be Marjan games where all of a sudden it's we're playing the Wizards or something. Head Bochamp has fourteen points and we're all excited about it. But then he plays the team. Like the Warriors, the Mavericks, or you know the the Nuggets, and he really struggles, and he doesn't look like he belongs on the court. Kind of that Jamon Carter thing a little bit, yeah. and I that's kind of how and I the see. Thing with Marjan though, is that he's not
1: really that young, so like yeah, that's true. It's kind of I feel like it's kind of a big year for him just because he's not twenty; he's like twenty four, um, and he's got potential, no question. He's um, I think that's what got the Bucks excited right. was with him was. The untapped potentially kind of was a late bloomer had a had a weird career um, for somebody who never played yep. at a professional level yet right um, and I think you know they'd hope they got him in a professional system and a you know turn him into a professional athlete and and get something out of him
0: yeah he's uh he's twenty three just to I mean I know that that's one year and it's kind of pedantic to correct you on that but I, I do think like he he's basically least... a four year senior right I mean in age yeah and, and,
1: and but. Probably not in development.
0: Right. And so it's a question of is, yeah, are we going to see, you know, that's at least a small step up. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a leap and be like, oh, Marjan Bochamp made the quote unquote leap. We talk about the leap all the time with NBA players more than any other sport. Yeah. Well, that's a leap, though. I, I mean, like what? That's like Bobby. I, I, I that's know, like Bobby Knight. What's a game face? So I know, like, right? <laughs> I know what the point
1: is, but it's like there's different expectations right. for different players.
0: Uh, absolutely. So, so uh, is there any other guys that you want to talk about on this roster? You know, obviously Thanasis, AJ Green. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're really worth. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, unfortunately, no. It's look, and I don't. I I never understand the people who are mad about Thanasis having a roster spot. It's like, yeah, I don't either. What's the he's a good emotional you know guy on the bench he's a coach on the bench in a way in a way and yeah, kind of. you know and he just and he also he's, calms, he's the he's the uh liaison between
1: the players and the coaches yeah
0: and he also does a really good job of just keeping Giannis in check and just like it's the older he's giant drama basically yeah he like he, he's, he's giant drama like that's that's fanastis onto the kumbo is he's just gi- like i'm gonna start calling him giant drama like that's Literally, what he is. If you think about entourage. Right, he, a, a, a talentless... Yeah. You know, like, just, oh, he, this guy he, is part, doing of the, same part of the group. Thing, doing the same thing as his brother. Not doing it as well as his brother. But somehow still cashing checks. He's literally John Drama. That's incredible. I'm going to definitely use that on Twitter. Yeah. No one steal that. If you steal that, that's coming directly from me. Do you think... Alright, last, last question on the roster. Do you think Ty Ty Washington makes the team? Um... I'd rather have him than Lindell Wigginton. Oh, dude, Lindell, Wig- I don't, I do not understand the Lindell Wigginton like love for, by the box front office. I don't, I just don't see it. I don't know. I mean, he's probably a great clubhouse, uh, locker room guy, but
1: he's five ten. I don't know. Ty, Ty, there's, there's potential there. He's oh not, yeah, he's only second year, right? Right, exactly.
0: Um, would you, uh, would you I had I another question. Would you take a flyer on Kai Jones? Sure. Yeah, I would tell. 6'11". I would I, I would, would jump I out would, of the gym. I would get him some help. Yeah, I yeah. Think. He needs, yeah, definitely I, I definitely I, a I, better I'd, help subscription for sure. I would uh, probably,
1: I don't know, send him away from the team for a while yeah. or something like that. Oh, yeah. Make sure he's good. But, right. Um, yeah,
0: definitely check the mentals. Of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a first round talent right was in a fucked up situation well
0: and if you really want to go down like a an additional i wouldn't say rabbit hole but like a a add a little factor shock smart was his head coach i believe texas yeah yeah so it's like he has his college coach here too like that's a resource additionally like that's a pretty solid foundation it's a veteran team like i think you i think charlotte's just a team of shitheads and so you just it breeds it's a bad culture like you just can't and I know some of it is just Miles Bridges just being a complete fuckhead. But it's just, it's true. It's him. But, like, LaMelo Ball doesn't give right. a fuck. Yeah. Um, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is, is cash and checks. PJ PJ Washington's just involved with Instagram Miles. Yeah. You know, it's like... And some of
1: those guys are decent players. And I feel oh, like, yeah. like, I'd love Rozier on the Bucks. I wouldn't yeah. want him at his paycheck.
0: Nah, yeah. At his salary. Yeah. But, um, just... Yeah. Do you think Gordon Hayward is like the old lady in Billy Madison? Like, get me out of here. That's Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Fuck. (laughs) But yeah, that that could be, I don't know, but he got a huge he got way too much
1: to go there. So I think he's doing okay. Yeah, Yeah,
0: probably. He's just sitting on sitting on cash, just watching NASCAR in Charlotte. Living in the Bible Belt. All right. Any other bucks takes before we run through the Eastern and Western Conference? Let's get it moving. All right. Sounds good. So the East. I, how I have it, do you want do we wanna go one one by one or do you wanna just do you wanna hear my ten and just, then just we'll do your ten and I'll react. Okay. I have the Bucs as the one seed. Okay. I have the Boston Celtics as a two seed. Okay. I have the New York Villanova Knicks as a wow. three seed. Okay. I have the Cleveland Cavaliers as a four seed. All right. I have the Philadelphia 76ers at five. I have the Miami Heat at six. Okay. I have my Orlando Magic. I love the Magic at seven. Uh the Chicago Bulls at eight. I have the Brooklyn Nets at nine. I have the Atlanta Hawks at ten.
1: Okay. Thoughts? So mostly similar to last year, minus Orlando. Yep. Making
0: that jump. Yep. And the Knicks at three yep. is interesting. I just think the Sixers are going to take a step back. I just don't know We're, what the I don't know what the Sixers are. And Philly was five. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the Sixers are. That's that's the problem. I it's basically I'm giving myself insurance. Mm-hmm. I kind of think. That Maxi and Embiid could almost be better, and so I, there For is sure. a, there's a world where I could see Philly actually being the two, as weird as that sounds, and Boston being the three, um, if like it all works out. But I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I have my doubts. I know that we don't like Philly on this podcast, so yes, there might be some bias there. But I just think that Nick Nurse and Embiid relationship does not seem like one. Like, are you going to be surprised if Woj has a report around Martin Luther King Day or middle of January where it's like Embiid and Nurse are feuding in the locker room and it's it's bad?
1: Yeah, that probably would come after Nick Nurse got fired and or <laughs> and or Embiid gets moves on or whatever yeah. happens with him. Um, Nick Nurse, I think so. Doc Rivers is is a star coach, right? right. Like he yeah. he coddles the stars. Yeah, um, Embiid is. I think he largely wants to win and has has good intentions. Yep. I think he's a cocky motherfucker. Yep. on the court, and that's why I don't like him. Yeah. but I think he he wants to win, and but I still think that with Doc Rivers gone, I, I don't know if Nick Nurse is as um, amicable with with star players yeah. as as uh, as Doc Rivers is. So. We'll see yeah, what happens with those guys. Uh, so uh,
0: I out of, out of the playoffs, I have the Indiana Pacers, I have the Toronto Raptors, I have the Detroit Pistons, I have the Charlotte Hornets and the Washington Wizards. And the Raptors one is basically, there's no way that Masai can keep all these guys on expiring contracts. Like he's not gonna Danny Ainge and just try to get the best deal and not make a deal here. Like he, he has all these guys on expirings that he can easily get rid of. It's like, is he actually gonna just hold on to all his assets?
1: Yeah, I mean, Toronto is probably a, a blow up candidate. Oh, I totally. Think, I think pretty soon. Um, I don't disagree with really with really any of your any of your thoughts on the Eastern Conference. Really, at this point, you want to lock it in? You want to just I, go aligned to <laughs> tapping the, tap the of no, alignment? no, I do have okay. some some different thoughts. Okay. I, I think for me, I'm going to go Bucks and Celtics one two. Yep. Um, I could. Those are probably interchangeable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see a scenario where Philly moves up into that area. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think I go Cleveland third.
0: Okay. So you think there's a little bit of a step up with Garland, with Mobley, Mitchell will be happy enough where it won't be, it won't be an issue, even though he says he's not signing this summer and mm-hmm. everything
1: like that. Yeah. I mean, and right. I think Mobley takes a little bit of a jump. I don't know if the offense is ever going to be where Bill Simmons wants it to be. Yeah. With, with, with Evan Mobley. <laughs> right. But, um, I think he's gonna be gonna be fine. Cleveland, I feel like, could be a little bit of the Eastern Conference's Sacramento from last year. Yeah, we like, I see that it's gonna be. They're they're young enough, and they're gonna care enough. Their coach is a hard ass of, uh, enough. I don't know if he's a good coach, but he definitely is a is a is a hard ass. Yeah, guess, oh yeah, he's it, he expects
0: you know? a lot. He expects a lot out of his team for sure. Yeah, And I
1: think the expectation will be. To play every game like it's game seven, Mm -hmm. Um, so I think feel like Cleveland takes a step and goes goes to third. I think I'll do Philly four, okay, and I'll go Miami five, okay.
0: So you're, I think
1: think, think they're going to be a little. I think you're going to have a little better luck this year. Yeah, for sure. Last year, what happened with them was, you know, my whole argument was the Bucks didn't really play an eight seed last year. I know that on paper, yes, and, and right in the uh in the box score, they were an eight seed, but they weren't an eight seed. The reason they were in the eight seed is because they tanked the game against the Hawk. Hawks permanent per, uh, purposely so they could play the Bucks in the first round. I do I do believe that to some extent. And um, but oh. they also couldn't make a fucking three for right. the first three quarters of the season and then finally they got hot and they carried it into the play. And
0: Tyler Harrow got hurt and Tyler Harrow was probably a detriment to what they were doing defensively. Yeah. Yeah right So that helped them too In the playoffs they For sure Make no mistake
1: Absolutely uh, So what happened When Tyler Hero came back oh, Yeah uh, They lost some, And yeah. so I'll go Miami 5 I think they'll have They'll they'll just shoot it better And even though They did lose Vincent and Struess, Which is Which is But they have That Cole Swider kid Or whatever Yeah Oh yeah like, Kid from They're gonna find some bums Jaime Jaime yeah. I love Like just yeah. as a
0: player And like I Yeah and, But
1: they'll You know uh what's his name? not Alonzo Highsmith. Heywood Highsmith. Heywood Highsmith. They find they find just absolute slums from the G League <laughs> and and they, they, they fit right in. And Josh
0: you know. Richardson now back on their on their team. Too? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so RJ Hampton will end up being something and be like, oh the Bucks could have had him Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. They could have they technically
0: drafted him. They did they? draft him, yeah they traded him right away to Denver.
1: So yeah, so that's so I have Bucks, Celtics I have it written down here.
0: So I have Bucks, Celtics, Cavaliers, Philly, Miami. So are you going the Knicks at six, or do you think the Knicks take even a bigger step back? I
1: think I would go. Oh, man. Yeah. I guess Knicks at Knicks at six. I mean, there's a fade. Tibbs, Tibbs is. Tibbs. At some point, Tibbs runs
0: runs his course. It's Scott right. Skiles. Like, it just. Right. Everyone's Which like, well, fuck this guy.
1: A little bit of a step back from what they were, they were five right. last year, right? No, they were, they were four. four. They were, they were four. four, yeah. Yep. him and Cleveland were really close to right. each other. Um so a little bit of a step back because right, he does he may tune or turn some of the players off, but also at the same time like he plays to win every fucking game. Oh yeah. So I think there's a floor for that team. Yep. More than anything, um more than a lot of other teams. And Jalen Brunson's a good player. Yep. Um Divincenzo is also you know
0: bucks legend is a
1: a solid nba (laughs) player and
0: and he's playing with his guys like it's him josh hart and jalen brunson like it's wild that you know this is there and i feel like if i was a marquette fan and then there were like three marquette player three like legendary marquette players on the same team like i'd feel obliged that i'd have to like root for them even if like they were going against my team a little bit
1: right so seven through ten, this is where it probably gets interesting. Oh yeah, you this could, is where you could go. You, a, you could spin the wheel in a lot
0: of directions. I think I'll go Indiana seven. I don't. I don't hate that. I mean, Halberton taking a step up. Matherin. They they added Bruce Brown. Jordan Ora right Jarrett now Walker. is slotted in as the as the uh, four the playing the four position and in the depth charts according to Real GM. Yeah, that's 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 inaccurate. <laughs> that's <laughs> to, fake to, news. To put it nicely,
1: that's fake news. Um, yeah. Uh, barring, you know, health, obviously, I think Miles Turner is pretty good. Um, yeah, Indiana was at, on a great pace last year. Then Halliburton had a fairly significant injury missed, like, 20, 25, 30 games. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it basically derailed their season. Now, fortunately, right. the Bucs happened to catch Indiana. Yeah, I think uh, multiple times. Yeah. in that stretch,
0: that was crazy. And
1: you also had the one game. I think it was on Martin Luther King Day, where the T.J. Oh, T- yeah. McConnell had like thirty points in the first half uh, against the
0: Bucks. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. And
1: Coach Bud wouldn't wouldn't do anything about it. Heaven forbid. Um,
0: eight. I will go. I'll put Brooklyn in the eight. I like Brooklyn. I like there. <sighs> I don't think that – I'm higher on Brooklyn. I think I think their over-under is like 37 this year. Like, I think Brooklyn's a good team. Like, Kale Bridges, yeah. Cam Johnson, like, Dinwiddie's all right. Like, yeah, and they, they just got some guys. They got dudes. They're like – they're, you know, they traded away all their stars, so they don't yeah. have, have any. They right. have
1: – Bridges is the closest thing. But he's a—he is probably more of like a second or third. Would option.
0: you be surprised though? Bridges is an all-star this year, like no, off the bench? No, not
1: at all. I, no, I he would. Played on Team USA. I mean, yeah. he's his profile is pretty freaking high, right now. Um, so he'll. He'll get some all-star love. And we're doing the Ben Simmons thing right now. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, That's right. He's, the... he's doing turnaround fadeaways <laughs> against the New Zealand Breakers. And everybody thinks he's Ben back. Simmons. Ben Simmons for comeback player of the year. So, uh, I know we're all excited about him. He's trash. <laughs> but um, he's not the reason why I would ha- I mean, it's Bridges, Cam Johnson. Yeah. Um, and Finney Smith. Like, I feel like they're going to be real solid defensively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Claxton has was a was a became a good shot blocker somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I think he just probably put on a little muscle and can hang down there a little bit a little bit more. Um, so oh they got Jalen Wilson on their roster from Kansas. Oh yeah, good
0: player. Play, but he probably won't make the team. I should. Uh, I mean, he was a good player. I, I don't know. I, I always have an affinity for guys I, I really like. And Cam coach. Thomas can come in and yeah. give you forty. Cam, oh, Cam Thomas. Yeah. He'll. might. If he. If Bud was still a coach, we'd be like, oh yeah, there'd be a random Cam Thomas game against the Bucks where he has thirty points, and we're like, yeah, we lost to Cam Thomas. Um. He. I was very impressed with their. T- I watched them. I think Giannis wasn't playing in the game. He wasn't. I was at a Bucks Nets game later in the year when everyone had left. It was like Thursday night. And I was really impressed with how well the Nets like they were down early. It looked like the Bucks were gonna blow them out, and then the Nets came back. It was a close game at the end, and I was like, "Wow, this team like gives a shit." Like, and I think that to your point about like every game mattering, like I think they are gonna they're gonna take every game seriously. Mm-hmm.
1: I'll go Orlando ninth. My Magic. Um, your Magic, second in the Southeast Division. Yeah. Um, Awful conference. It is a terrible, worst division in in sports. It might be. Uh, worse than the AL uh, Central. Yeah, it's worse than the uh, AFC South too. <laughs> um,
0: I, I mean, I guess I'll go at Atlanta ten. Yeah, I'm not. I've never. I, maybe it's because I have a Trey Young thing, but I Atlanta to me could be a team that blows it up this season and. No, John Collins. Now you know, finally finding a new spot for him. DeAndre Hunter. Is he actually going to be healthy? Like that's that's always it with DeAndre. Is Hunter. he overpaid or not? With,
1: the whole the whole
0: Young and Murray combination just doesn't seem like it works. Like that would be no. It'd be like having Giannis and Embiid. Like if you traded for Embiid instead of like a Dame Lillard trade, you traded for what's, Embiid. What's
1: fucking funny is that I had the Bucks had me so fucked up last summer that I I kind of wanted Trey Young on our team. Now we got we got the. The Hall of Fame version of, of Trey Young. Fortunately, yeah. we ended up so, but it was like that type of player that that just just a guy yeah. who put the ball in the bucket. No, nah, I hear you. Um, but yeah, I think if I'm Atlanta, it's probably try to trade Young or trade Trey Young as soon as possible. Right. Um, whether that's at the deadline this year. I don't know who the fuck would want him.
0: Well, I, I just I wonder. Can somebody's you, stupid out there. Do you, do you think you can build around Deont- Deontay Murray and say Deont- Deontay, Dejounte. Yeah, Dejounte. There we go. Can you can you build around him? Can you market around him? Like Atlanta loves Trey Young, and yeah. but you could also look at it this way and be like, all right, we might be third in command. Like you think about it, because the Braves are so good. Well, maybe even fourth. Honestly, Mitch. Like the Braves, Georgia Bulldogs are number one team in the nation. A lot of people watch Georgia football. Oh, then okay. you have Atlanta Falcons, and it's B. John Robinson, and like the kind. I of promise the... you,
1: Georgia football is number one. In oh Georgia yeah,
0: yeah. For... It's Georgia football. It's the Braves, and it's They've...
1: probably wow, the God. Falcons. After that, yeah, yeah. It's their fourth. I think. Yeah.
0: So all right, here's here's my West. West gets spicy. West is tough. Oh, West is is brutal. I actually made a switch. While... I wouldn't
1: say that. I I think the East is more top heavy. Yeah, but the West is. They say they're saying 11 teams can kind of make the playoffs. I mean, somebody's going to be take a step back, right? But
0: yeah, I actually made a switch as I was talking, as you were talking. So I have the Los Angeles Lakers at number one. Wow. Yeah, I think the Lakers are gonna be very good. Uh, yeah,
1: they're, I mean, the like the Lakers are. Basically the same team from last year, but a little better.
0: Added Gabe Vincent. Adding, you know, and Vanderbilt. I think's kind of good, and you know, LeBron. And I I like their team. Uh, Austin Reeves. I I get all the Austin Reeves smoke. It's sometimes a little much, but I I like Austin Reeves. Uh, Denver number two. The Suns number three. You could also talk me into Denver being three, and just that sort of finals hangover, right? Mm -hmm. And just, just sort of that. And then the Clippers at four. Minnesota Timberwolves at five. Wow. Uh, Warriors at six, Thunder at seven, Grizzlies at eight, Kings at nine, and the Houston Rockets at number ten. State your case for that. Udoka is a good coach. Udoka is a really good coach. I I do worry that they they might have too many pieces, right? But like I I kind of like that team. I like the way they play. Kind of going to that point of. They're gonna care every night. Like, is gonna make those guys work. And they just have a ton of fucking talent. Like, that roster is Van Vliet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, and Sangoon. Like, it's a pretty solid starting five. And the bench isn't terrible either. You have, yeah. you have Jay Sean Tate, Reggie Bullock, Jock Landell, like, Tari Eason. Uh, I didn't even mention Amon Thompson. Like I mean, they got and Cam Whitmore from Villanova, like who get, they got as a steal. Like, it, it's just I don't yeah. know. They I I think that team's good.
1: They're just they're uh, they're very young. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, they get, might be a year away. Getting, I mean, getting to the ten seed is not necessarily hanging a banner. No, so, no, I mean, no, it's, I, it's that's.
0: I That's just fair. I just like I don't know sometimes with these things I like to do something different so sure. I have the I have the Mavericks out I originally had the Grizzlies out I, I notable omissions here are Dallas Dallas the New Utah Orleans? yes I I don't like the vibes with New Orleans right now they the lot there's a lot of stuff coming out of the Pelicans that just does not look good um I I don't know if Willie Green's kind of everyone's out on Willie Green but it doesn't I was a, I was a huge Pelicans guy I'm now off the pelicans um i i wanted to think of a way to get the spurs in but i just can't like think that they're gonna just make this leap and then the blazers and the jazz i think if i didn't say the jazz so those are the four five I've out
1: so for me yeah we now have a national media chuck situation with the lakers (laughs) and mc as as number one as your number one uh I don't know if I can get there. I,
0: I'm fine with Denver as two. So, but th- my whole point is like Denver, I just expect a hangover. We watch it with the Bucks. You're right. Like, you just, that next year, you usually just takes take a slight step back. So, right. if it's not going to be the Lakers, is it the Suns? I can't trust the Clippers. And
1: it's possible that Denver defensively played over their heads right. for, for a month. Yeah. And um, it led to a championship, and there's a little bit of a regression there. And, mm-hmm. you know, Jokic doesn't care about basketball weirdly, but it doesn't seem to matter. So no. that's fine. Um, but that doesn't necessarily instill a ton of confidence to me that like they have to win every single game, and it's a ton of urgency. And it right exactly. It's it's very similar to when the Bucks won the championship. Um, you know the way Denver's covered. Is... Warriors
0: also went to six last year. Like yeah. I know they had injuries, but like you just it happens. Yeah. Like you just. You take the foot slightly off the gas pedal after after winning a title. It's just, it's it's part of it. You have Clippers at four? Yeah. Interesting. I, uh, they have a talented roster, and yeah, I have. lose a good coach. And I just, I will say they don't get hurt. And I don't know. That's where I feel like they're a, a classic four-seed team. I mean, you can put the Clippers at one. I, I No, hold on. No. No. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, If anything, I'd so, be the opposite. So who are you, oh, so who are you debating at one? Is it between Lakers and Suns? Um.
1: Yeah, I guess it probably would be between those two teams. I'll go Suns. Number okay. One. All
0: right.
1: Denver two. Lakers three. Okay, so we've maybe we've that's my it.
0: LeBron disdain. Yeah.
1: Um, coming through. And... Could you
0: imagine a Lakers Bucks finals? How bad that would be from uh, a mean... perspective. <laughs> like would we have to like. I mean, Denver survived. Yeah, that's true. They did. Good point. They they were kind of toppled that. Yeah, that's a good point
1: you know i like it i like david stern is no longer with positive us. Positive, positive mitch i like
0: it positive mitch that's good we we need positive mitch every now and again okay continue i'm sorry
1: uh so phoenix denver lakers three Yep.
0: i will go man it's hard it's not easy
1: (sighs) probably minnesota four
0: okay anthony which edwards is,
1: sneaky mvp which is wild because they're in denver's division two. so you have basically your t- your top four are from two of the two same divisions right which is eh, t- not necessarily impossible i suppose right um just that southwest Division's fucking brutal mm-hmm. uh five i will go i'll go memphis Okay, uh,
0: so they'll survive without John. Yeah, and be all right.
1: I think. I think they're fine. They have added Marcus Smart. Um, they got. Des- I don't. They're going to play three guards, I guess.
0: Uh, they're according to real GM. Their depth chart. Desmond I get Bain to. is technically the three or something. Yeah, they have Zaire Williams actually starting, which will be interesting. I don't know if Zaire Williams will start. I, I would see Conchar or Luke Kennard as that as that fifth starter. Yeah. So Memphis five. I will go,
1: I guess, okay, C6. Okay. All right. You're buying it. Yeah, a little bit. I can see it. No four seed. But, no, I um, but, Yeah. Seven, I'll go Utah. Okay.
0: I, I like that Utah team. Like, that That the, was the one that Decent sucked. looking coach. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Will. Will uh, Healy or Haley. I don't remember. Not Haley. Um, that's Starts a with an presidential NH, nominee. <laughs> uh no will healy was a former coach of uh charlotte what the fuck is his name will i'll find it here continue on will hardy, That's will, hardy. will hardy will hardy of the hardy boys yep
1: will hardy's the head coach and you know yeah nice little team yeah Keontae george might make an impact i can see that yeah. um yeah john collins they add yep kelly Olinick is a legendary bucks killer no kelly
0: O'Linick's on somewhere else he oh no he is on there he's I, yeah he's on Utah I saw did I have a dream that Kelly Olenek was on Philadelphia I must have dreamt that <laughs> I that's bad if I'm dreaming about Kelly Olenek and Walker Kessler I do is, like why well, look I was should have been a buck I I no one no one was on Walker Kessler being the next Brooke Lopez more than I was um that was that should be that was a legendary draft analysis I, I Look, I've had some bad draft takes mentioned football, basketball, but there are some that are just they've aged like a beautiful wine or stout or whiskey. Like in Walker Kessler. I moment. actually don't recall that, but I'll, I'll let you have this moment. <sighs> All right, man. You <laughs> want me to find the tapes? I will dig through the tapes. Don't don't I you feel worry. like I was the one who was like, Walker, oh! Walker Kessler could be." <laughs> he
1: pulled the reverse like, of Uno on me. At least early in the earlier in the college season, I was like, "This Walker, when when the hype was way high in Auburn." Yeah. Um
0: earlier in the year maybe that was the year before no it I was know. it was that well it doesn't matter we look it look yeah. we we can litigate walker castellano car continue yeah. on uh so where am i so that's, you're at where, seven I'm, that's seven so right now dallas is on the outs the clippers are on the outs uh you know we i'll go clippers Kings, clippers eight seed okay
1: and i mean again i don't know if i can with that team, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. I, I don't see them finishing in the top half of the West. Um, So, nine. Yep. I'll go Dallas. All right. Nine. Does Jason Kidd get fired? Potentially, but I feel like there's enough talent there.
0: Do you feel bad? You're not a Marquette fan, but do you feel bad, as I do, for Omax Prosper to having to deal with – Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. And players love Kyrie Irving, man. I guess I would be a I would the media well, hates him. Yeah, I just don't. clearly. And, yeah, and, and vice versa. Well, maybe it's just like a Kanye thing, right? Where right. where it's like I think it is. Yeah, like right where it's like every like he oh, says he says
1: he says things he shouldn't. Yeah, and but the, at the end of the day, the other players don't give a shit, and I think he's like day to day. I think they all like him, and I think he's weird. You know, if you yeah. will, I mean, he's he's a little, probably a little off-putting, but I feel like once once you get to know him, I mean, they they
0: like him. And maybe you know, it's a sign of progress that Kyrie hasn't put his foot in his mouth on this whole Israel-Hamas conflict yet. Like, I mean, we're <laughs> he did tweet,
1: he did, he tweeted some like words of encouragement. I think about it. Okay, if I remember correctly, I don't know if I follow him, but I think I just happen to see it. So yeah, I, I guess I'll get get Dallas in there at nine because of the talent and throw san antonio at 10 okay Wembenyama banyama Mitch when, is when in Benyama i think makes a pretty big impact and they probably win like and they have
0: pop 38 and, to 40 games right yeah and back
1: in but i also didn't have new orleans then
0: now yeah we're both on the on the outside of new orleans you have the kings Man, the ban, oh, a no big kings step either. a big step back for the kings
1: new orleans could also be really good too
0: yeah, I mean, look, I just think the vibes Sacramento are- probably won't be bad enough to not
1: make the playoffs either. Yeah. So, but that's—I don't know. That's fucked. It's, it's hard, to It's hard.
0: It is. It's very hard. Are there any—so, would San Antonio, you'd say, before we wrap up, is San Antonio the team that you're looking to, like, see? Like, if you were, like—if you could have a ticket to besides Boston, maybe Boston would probably be number one. Like- Boston's for sure number one, always. Probably, the, maybe the Lakers. Okay, because, yeah, you don't know how many more LeBron years. I've never actually seen LeBron in person myself. I saw LeBron as a rookie. Oh, wow. Um, and I've, I've, I think cool. I've seen him a couple other
1: times, just covering games and stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, in person. So, yeah, uh, Boston for sure. Lakers definitely up there. Uh, Miami, just love to pound them. Yeah. Uh, as we tend to do at home in the regular season.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, San Antonio's up there, though. Sa- Denver.
0: San Antonio's on a nice random Tuesday night in December. Right, out, right as the holidays are going, you have, uh, you have a random Tuesday night is in that December. a TNT game? No, but the one in San Antonio is uh, on the 4th of January. Because uh, TNT pulled out a Friday night preseason broadcast of the, of the Spurs, <laughs> What? Well, which I enjoyed. Hey man, we gotta we gotta keep it up. I mean, the Bucks in terms of media coverage, they actually don't have a ton. Eh, they have a decent amount early they're on. They're like they're like third or fourth. I yeah. Guess. Oh a- yeah, yeah. Term. It's more Lakers are obviously number one. It's more their schedules kind of backloaded, and we've talked about this in the past that the NBA does that purposefully as they're trying to build intrigue for the uh
1: well they they just want to take the spotlight after football's done they, the, they really hammer double down on as it's probably this wise thing to do they don't necessarily you know and they're not going to totally run away from the nfl yeah but, you know
0: well i'll tell you what if i wasn't going to portugal mitch this, at chicago on at 9 p.m would have been a destination <laughs> march 1st yeah yeah I don't oh, think, don't I'm
1: think not. I don't know that
0: <laughs> you and Mike Fant, you visit my brother in law down there. Like, here's the issue: look where they are the Friday before that, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you and did that last I, year. I did you it last the... year,
1: and it's a Friday
0: night again this year. So yeah, but man, that's a you. It, the only problem with that is the drive with the with the weather. You don't know what oh, you're right. getting. The, late the February. weather is
1: the problem. It's not really the drive that no. bothers me. Yeah, no, the weather. In Minnesota. I mean, it sucks, but yeah. Oof. Driving to
0: Minnesota is okay. Yeah, it's it's just long. It, right?
1: it it's a good self reflection time <laughs> for, for yeah. five hours.
0: Well, especially when you're driving in the winter. Like as someone who did that, well, yeah, half of that, that drive to Eclair, you're just like it's it looks like rush out there. Like the, you the look. Hope,
1: the hope is that by the end of February, the weather is is somewhat. Yeah, we've decent. we've
0: made the turn, uh, but yeah. we'll see, man. It, it's exciting. Bucks kick it off on. Thursday, the twenty sixth, which will be ten days from after this podcast is taped. Once we'll, again, we have to wait two extra nights after the season starts. Yep, The uh, anticipation will kill us. And then, oh, the Bucks game is on Sunday against Atlanta. I thought that was a Saturday. Yeah, game. It's, that it's Sunday. That actually works out, assuming Sunday, the 6 PM, Assuming right? the Badgers are gonna be a night game against Ohio State. That would have led for a lot of awkward Halloween parties where you're like, Hey, I know the Badgers are getting their asses kicked by Ohio State, but maybe just maybe we want to watch uh them <laughs> we want to watch a real team as shimmery dk fumbles a punt return uh because well you guys already know this because it's two days ahead. time it doesn't matter we're taping this saturday a little that's why the beers were cracked that's all thank you you get it anything else for the people before we uh sign off just excited for the season i mean okay. it's
1: the the anticipation and hype for bucks basketball is off the charts and as high as it's ever been and it should be and Let's let's fucking do this. Let's, A- let's absolutely let's go win
0: another chip. All right. You think they're in the finals? Who are they playing in the finals? Oh. Uh, um uh, man. Um Sorry. I, I should have said that when we were talking about the West, but I I forgot. Probably the Lakers. Why not? <sighs> that was gonna be mine. Damn it. That'd be all three of us. We should we should phone Murph in to be like, Hey, we're both picking Bucks Lakers for it. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Tell but, them.
1: Let's see if he can stumble his way through his egg on that
0: one. Oh my god Murph would be in hell if it was Bucks Lakers in the finals like he'd be that that kid that's grimacing meme like he just wouldn't know who to cheer <laughs> for the Larry David meme yeah. <laughs> Larry David gif yeah that too that one works I yeah know. I mean yeah the LeBron fans would be sick here that they just they would be tough for them but well, it's
1: time to time to get yeah, time from time LeBron. to
0: anoint a new king exactly right remember they made Dame feel bad for ruining Kobe's night when he went off you know so it's, it's just about we, we gotta we gotta end legacies here so right um all right that does it uh we will be back next week with Tabby the keg uh we'll see what day uh as we look maybe to do a recap pod after the uh, sixers game or something else we'll, we'll have to uh, wait and see on that I'll be back with you guys probably Thursday I might take I'll take Wednesday off we'll see uh, but yeah, we uh, we'll see you guys uh, later. And thanks for yet another Buck season preview, Mitch. Can't wait to get the season started. Yeah, let's do it. All right, see you. Peace.